Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, a Christ-focused Christmas. Although the name Christ is in the word Christmas, the tragedy is that Jesus Christ is the forgotten one in this holiday tradition. This is not only among those who would not consider themselves believers, but among Christians as well. How do you know this applies to you? If it does, how do we remedy the situation and have a truly Christ-focused holy day or holy season? Here's a test. When you think about Christmas or you hear the word Christmas, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? When you speak to others about Christmas, what do you talk about? Here are some thoughts. Shopping, gifts, children, Santa Claus, family, parties, Christmas plays, Handel's Messiah. Perhaps some might include Christmas Eve service. In many, we have made Christmas into a consumer buying, retail loving, shopping frenzy. We betray our true feelings when we say such things as Christmas means families get together or Christmas is for children. In these ways, we have remade Christmas. Here's the biblical truth about this church created day of Christmas. Christmas is for sinners. It is for us to remember the incarnation, the coming of God the Word into the world in the flesh for us humans and our salvation. The first celebration among Christians regarding Christ's appearance emerged in the East with Epiphany, celebrating the coming of the wise men to see the Christ child or his baptism in the River Jordan. In the West, Christmas came into recognition around the 4th century, The modern association of Christmas with Santa Claus came from a cartoonish drawing in Harper's Weekly Magazine in 1863 and later by the Coca-Cola Company advertisements in 1931. If we Christians wish to celebrate a Christ-focused holy season, then we must act to separate Christ's birth from the fables such as Santa Claus and from secular preoccupation with materialism. We cannot have a Christ-focused Christmas by simply saying Merry Christmas to people. This is a shallow response to secularism. Observing Christmas is a matter of Christian freedom. But if one chooses to observe it, then the time and manner should be Christ-centered. It is a festival or celebration of the Incarnation, the Word made flesh, as specified in John chapter 1. God taking up residence among us as a human to bring about our salvation. Thus we are commemorating a historic event of great import. This is not the stuff of fairy tales or make-believe. It's blood and bone reality that occurred in Palestine involving a young Jewish maiden in time and space history. Therefore, we must be careful to not mix the Santa Claus myth make-believe with it. When the fiction of Santa is mixed with the history of Jesus, we create in the minds of children and maybe others a foundation for doubt about the reality of Jesus Christ. Now, here are some practical suggestions on how to have a Christ-focused celebration. There are certain activities that we often do in December related to Christmas. We can modify each one where needed in order for them to be Christ-focused. Let's take the matter of mailing Christmas cards. Instead of using generic holiday cards, use cards that relate truths about Jesus Christ. 
not about necessarily the family or about the dogs or about the cats or about the toys, but about Jesus Christ, about the message of the Word of God. After all, this is what Christmas is about. Decoration of Christmas trees. Instead of using a mixture of various ornaments, turn your tree into a testimony about Jesus the Messiah by decorating it simply but beautifully with Christ symbols. This is called a Christmas tree. Another idea is that of a Jesse tree, which relates the ancestry of Jesus. It enables you to tell the story of Christ through history. Thirdly, attend worship services or worship events. If the churches are to give a certain sound of the true meaning of Christmas, then a worship service is very important. There should be a Christmas Eve and our Christmas Day gathering for the worship of God in and through Jesus Christ. And pastors and churches must lead the way. They must abandon the idea of surrendering Christmas to just family and making it Christ-centered. Number three, home worship on Christmas itself. It can be simple such as reading the story of Christ's birth and singing a Christmas carol or a hymn that carries the central message. One suggestion would be Charles Wesley's hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Listen to these words. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the newborn King, Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconcile. Joyful all you nations raise, Join the triumph of the skies, with the angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting word, late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased with us in flesh to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Wow, there's the meaning of Christmas. Or hail the seven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that we no longer may die. Born to raise us from the earth. Born to give us second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Are these verses from Martin Hymn's heaven, hymn, From heaven above to earth I come. From heaven above to earth I come to bear good news to every home. Glad tidings of great joy I bring, whereof I now will say and sing. To you this night is born a child of Mary, chosen mother mild. This tender child of lowly birth shall be the joy of all the earth. Tis Christ our God, who far on high has heard your sad and bitter cry. Himself will your salvation be. Himself from sin will make you free. Now let us all, with gladsome cheer, follow the shepherds and draw near to see this wondrous gift of God who hath his own dear Son bestowed. Glory to God in highest heaven, who unto us his Son has given, while angels sing with pious mirth a glad new year to all the earth. Try this. Pray a Christmas prayer. Be sure to offer a prayer of thanksgiving to God on Christmas Day, for such a gift is Jesus Christ himself. Here are two Christmas prayers written by Frank Colquhoun. Glory be to God for the wonder of his love made known to us in the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory be to God for the gift of his Son, who took our flesh of the Virgin Mary, his mother, and shared our human life. 
Glory be to God for the great salvation he has sent us and to all mankind, bringing joy to the world for these manifold blessings and for all the wonder of Christmas. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. We give thanks to the Father at this Christmas time for the gift of his Son to be our Savior, for the love of Christ in taking our human nature for his lowly birth at Bethlehem for the great redemption he has brought to us and to all mankind who receive him. With the angel hosts, we too would cry, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Amen. Or use catechism questions. This is another way to keep Christ in Christmas. Is to use a catechism such as the Westminster Shorter, Presbyterian or Baptist version, with the questions and answers about the meaning of Christ. Question 21, who is the Redeemer of God's elect? Answer, the only Redeemer of God's elect is the Lord Jesus Christ, who being the eternal Son of God became man, and so was and continues to be God in man in two distinct natures and one person forever. How did Christ the Son of God become man? Christ the Son of God became man by taking to himself a body and a soul like ours, being conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary and born of her yet without sin. What offices or what roles does Christ play or fill as our Redeemer? Christ our Redeemer fills the offices of a prophet, of a priest, and of a king in his states both of humiliation and exaltation. How does Christ fulfill the office of a prophet? Christ fills the office of a prophet in revealing to us by his word and spirit the will of God for our complete salvation. How does Christ fill the office of a priest? Christ fills the office of a priest in his once for all offering up of himself to God as a sacrifice to satisfy divine justice and to reconcile us to God and in making constant intercession for us. How does Christ fill the office of a king? Christ fills the office of a king in making us his willing subjects, in ruling and defending us, and in restraining and conquering all of his and our enemies. In what did Christ's humiliation consist? Christ's humiliation consisted in being born, and that in poor circumstances, in being subject to God's law, in undergoing the miseries of this life, the wrath of God, and the curse of death on the cross, in being buried and in continuing under the power of death for a time. In what does Christ's exaltation consist? Christ's exaltation consists in his rising again from the dead on the third day and ascending into heaven and seating at the right hand of God the Father and in coming to judge the world at the last day. You see, the story of Christ as our Savior is not ended by a baby being born. A baby born to, to Mary in an infant state, never saved anybody. But the baby that grew up to be the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself on the cross for the salvation of sinners, that is the true meaning of Christmas. Another suggestion surrounds gift giving. Each year, Americans spend lavishly on gifts, and many go into debt feeling it necessary to engage in this blatant materialism. Narrow your gift giving, both in regards to the number of gifts and to the recipients. Spread giving throughout the year. Give special gifts in honor of Christ to Christian causes. Transfer your gift giving from Christmas Day to Epiphany in imitation of the wise men who gave gifts to the Christ child and then tell that story. 
We do not have to be captive to the customs of society. We can make customs of our own, more befitting the story of the Savior who came to redeem us. And that's my challenge to you, to us, to our churches, and to all of us. Let's make Christ-focused customs so that we can have Christ at the center of our Christmas celebrations, of the festival of the incarnation of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And lastly, you could celebrate the 12 days of Christmas. You see, Christmas actually begins Christmas Eve night, and then it continues for 12 full days, Christmas Day all the way to Epiphany on January 6th. And for each of those 12 days, you can tell one of the stories of the incidences concerning Christ, his birth, his childhood, and the beginning of his ministry. Put Christ in the heart of Christmas. Make it a time to worship him who gave himself for you that you might know everlasting life. By focusing on such Christ-centered activities, Christians can truly be a Christ, Christmas can truly be a Christ-focused time and a spiritually meaningful season of the year to one and to all. Merry Christmas.